This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 ESPN. Good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors. And our goal is to provide you some really good information on our real estate market. And to help me with that today, we have Julie Fulcher here with eXp Realty. Good morning. Good morning, Don. We also have Isaac Ramirez of the Turk, the Isaac Ramirez Company, real estate company, uh, brokered by eXp. That's a long name, Isaac. You gave us the nickname T-I-R-C, Turk. Turk. All right. That's, that's shorten it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what we did. And just so you know, um, I really believe today is one of our most important shows in the 12 years. Um, we're going to try our best, the three of us, to brainstorm and give uh, buyers and sellers and realtors and, and everybody a good picture of what's happening out there right now with the coronavirus. Um, when John Oslin said, you're called, Don, do you want to do the show this Saturday? I said, we have to. Yeah. It's important. Absolutely. It is. So um, let, let's get started. Let's get right to it. What are, I'm going to ask you, what are you seeing in the market just in the last week or two with this coronavirus pandemic going on? I see a pretty active market still. I have uh, clients who can't get their home inspections done for a week, can't get the pest inspection done for five days. It's, it's taken several days still to get everything done. So things haven't stopped. Uh, homes are still selling. Homes are still going new on the market. Um, I believe you even have some stats for us about that. But um, Yes, and we'll go through those stats. That will back you up. So anybody listening out there thinking, oh, Julie's just talking. <laughs> Um, no, you get there's numbers to back it up. Right. Yeah. So um, so far, I haven't seen much of a change in our local market. Um, you know, it's coming on spring, and so that tends to make our market even busier. And I don't see people backing off uh, wanting to list their homes. Yeah. Well, how about you, Isaac? What are you seeing out there? Like Julie said, um, we we noticed prior to the breakout or the news of the coronavirus, there was a huge uptick in, in purchases, refinances. Um, people were just excited about the market because taking advantage of these low interest rates that are still low in comparison mm -hmm. to where they were in 2000 and 1990s and 80s and ever since rates even came out, right? So we are noticing that um, houses are still selling and getting into contract very quickly. Um, people are still actively asking to list their homes. People are still pre-marketing their homes, getting getting it ready to hit the actual market. It's just that people are our inspectors, our professionals in the industry are just taking extra precautions, you know, with respect to how they delegate their time to issue an inspection. You know, obviously uh, the face masks, the gloves, appraisers, and whatnot. So, but as far as like our market being impacted, I would have to tell you positively, we are still conducting business as usual, just a little bit more cautious of what the environment holds with respect to this virus, because we know that. It's not a permanent thing. If we all do our part, it's just going to come and go, and business will run as usual. But buyers still have to live somewhere, consumers, and people still have to go along with their lives. 
and sell and relocate and do things that they're normally doing. So um, we just closed escrow on Friday with a family out of the Bay Area. Um, actually, two families, I would say, we closed on two escrows that Friday. And it's business, I want to say, as usual, it's just we're pivoting a little with respect to the turn times with these inspections and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Maybe and the, that's because of the high demand. Yeah. There you that, go. That's just, that's one to throw in there. It's, we have, our inspectors are busy every day. I think you hit the nail on the head. It's because of high demand. Mm-hmm. In other words, there are other factors that influences. Like when people say, well, what makes interest rates go up or down? Well, it's a quite a handful of factors. A lot of variables, yeah. Yeah. It, and uh, Demand it, being one of them. Exactly. I mean, on any given day, it might be uh, the treasury bonds or, right. uh, that are the 10-year bonds that, that bring it down or up. Uh, on another day, it's demand, yeah. supply and right. demand. Uh, so sometimes it's the Fed rate. Last week, we heard they dropped the interest, or last, was it on Sunday? Mm-hmm. They dropped the Fed rate to zero. Now, did you guys get questions about, does that mean oh, mortgages are going started to zero? getting <laughs> blown up and texting. I mean, people yeah. are still excited. Uh, but we had to re-educate them on how that, that really doesn't affect the mortgage industry. Um, with us. Well, <laughs> I'm not the expert on that segment, but I will tell you this. Um, with respect to the banks loaning money to banks, right? Because there's a thing called servicing after your loan is funded and recorded and giving you the keys to your new home, somebody has to collect the payments. And traditionally, the person that does that is usually a bigger, larger bank whose main objective is to collect the payments to return the money back to their investors. Those guys got the break. Money amongst money between banks because of the demand of finance was so high. I mean, you're talking about average bank, let's just say, carries $100 million, and that's what they collect for payments. Well, they got $100 million in applications in that week, and literally, they increased rates to kind of slow it down so that they could actually build the infrastructure to service consumers who need these rates. That's really the gist of it is banks, even though rates got cut, they still raise the interest rates because the consumer de- demand was so high. Yeah. Now, Julie, how do you think he answered that? I threw him a curveball. He had no <laughs> idea I was going to ask him a, high, a highly technical question like that, but I'd say you hit it. I think he hit it right out of the ballpark. And well, I think. Um, I, I thought it was a dribbler to the pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he did well. We stay informed. Our, our duty as realtors <laughs> is to stay informed. Right. Yeah. We are a source of education for the consumers. That's why we're not here to pitch you, sell you, tell you what's not true. We have a fiduciary duty to our market. And you know what? The answers we give are not going to be for everybody. Right. If there's a seller who is vulnerable, maybe they don't put their home on the market right now. No. There's, right. Yeah. Move as you need to. Right. Which is, I think, the advice we give whether we're in a pandemic or not. You know, is it a, people ask us, is it a seller's market or a buyer's market? It's your market. It's when you're ready. Right. I mean, not to. Go ahead. I you two believe, are sure polite, you know that? Oh, no. <laughs> me, me and Julie were like, we worked so well together. When she was Women's Council of Realtors president, you know, she always had our full support as a, as a company. We've Absolutely. always, you know, purchased tables at the galas and got involved because of what they do. But I will tell you this. The biggest thing is, I was on your show, what, seven, eight years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and we were talking recovered. about short sales. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
That's right. We were talking about short sales. <laughs> and we were talking about the market then and how consumer fin- consumer interest was so high then and people were buying. And then the market started recovering and healing. And yet here we are. So if you think about it, people thought that was the worst market in the history of America. Well, my gosh, rates were at six. And yet, <laughs> and yet we still recovered. We right. did. And now rates are still lingering in the force. Yeah. And when I said back then rates were at six, that was the plus to everything. That that was a low interest rate. Phenomenal, right? Yeah, Yeah. I think a lot of um, you know people are scared too with the stock market and what um, home buyers and sellers need to know is generally when the stock market takes a dip like this, the real estate market really goes crazy. So if you're looking to buy or sell particularly buy, you better hurry up because you need to get there before the investors do. Some people yeah, I've heard, too. heard tell, are thinking, <laughs> oh my gosh, the price, the value of a home is going to go way down. Oh, I haven't seen I that. I even heard a buyer say uh, that, well, this is a friend in Sacramento, mm-hmm. a realtor who said their buyer backed out of a escrow because, not because of fear, because the guy's in the medical profession, he's not going to lose his job. Right. Um, but because he thinks he's going to buy the same house 30 days later uh, at a cheaper price. Now, when my friend told me who the name of the seller, I said, that seller's Italian. (laughs) That seller will go to his grave remembering that buyer's name. There's no way he'll he'll give it back to the bank before he gives it to him. (laughs) That's That's the truth. That's the Italians for you. You know, I, I don't see, and I, and mind you, I'm not a not a mind reader, not a fortune seller either. But all numbers lead to a healthy, stable market. Yeah, we we are entering, and we were entering the beginning phase of a very healthy and stable market. Appreciation wasn't twenty to thirty percent year after year; it was mild, mm-hmm. three to four percent. But on healthy. the plus side, uh, yes, it was healthy, and it's still going to be healthy. Because the reality of it is, it's still affordable, and it's still a need. We we are seeing more people move to the Central Valley than ever before. Right. That aren't you know people always get this this fail t- this tale of, well the Bay Area is moving in. That's why prices are up. Well yeah, significantly we are less expensive. We are more affordable, but yet we have more to offer. They're not moving because we're cheap. The quality of life is pretty amazing here in the Central Valley, and I think that the house prices you could actually purchase a home in a good school district. We have wonderful schools, Fresno Unified, Clovis Unified, Sanger Unified. Quality of life is actually pretty dang good here. Yeah, and I think it's got a lot more to do with the fact that we've created jobs here in Fresno. After many years, we have industries moving in that we haven't had before. We were so dependent on the ag industry before, and those are not high-paying jobs. But now with you know the warehouse companies that have moved in and all of those jobs that have been created, the price is still affordable for people in Fresno. Oh, our economy is going to see a boost. You see you, Target, Walmart, mm-hmm. um, Amazon. They need more people working. Right. They are hiring like crazy. They're sign-on bonuses literally right now. Where is that money going to go? It's going to go back into our economy. Therefore, when people are talking about we're heading to another recession, a recession doesn't mean a crash. A recession means it's starting to cool off. But not every market is affected by a recession. Right. That's right. Let's look at the numbers. And let's keep in mind that 
may, everybody's going to be impacted by this coronavirus pandemic and the shelter-in-place order, but some will be positively impacted. Some industries are going to have more work, uh, right. more need for workers. Some right. are going to be negatively impacted. So maybe there's a, a, a shift there. But we do have to go to a commercial break, but when we get back, we're going to continue talking about what the shelter-in-place order means. Thank you. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and um, our guest, Julie, was dancing to that music, so <laughs> I, I guess you haven't been going out to nightclubs or anything because it yeah. looked, yeah. We have to dance in studio now with uh, social distancing. You're cut across the table from me, Don. I can't even contaminate you. Uh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, but Isaac still has a lot of bad jokes, so I oh. mean, he, we, that could be Watch contaminating. Out. Okay, yeah. well, let's, let's just go with the dancing then. Keep the music rolling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here in the studio is Julie Fulcher and Isaac Ramirez. They work together with Turk Brokers, uh, brokered by EXP. And we are talking about the effects on the local market of um, the coronavirus. And let's now talk about the shelter in place order that we've got. So earlier this week, we got an order from the city of Fresno saying, shelter in place so that means the county of fresno didn't have to the uh the city of clovis sanger really uh didn't have to well the next day um and basically what that meant was hey we gotta we're supposed to stay home right yeah it's a pretty easy definition for those people that were always like what does shelter in place mean well it's pretty definitive just in the name stay home yeah the next day, the state of California came out with one uh, saying everywhere, whether you're in the county of Fresno or, you know, in a little town like Parlier who did not issue an order like that, the whole state of California is that way. The following day, city of Fresno came out and said there are essential services that have to be done. And the real estate industry was one of them because people have large financial issues, um, loan documents to sign, uh, the th home inspections to get done so that they complete can complete these large transactions without being uh, negatively impacted. Um, so a lot of confusion out there. Even we have the resources from the California Association of Realtors and the National Association that has a large staff that's working on this. And they're giving us lots and lots of information right. and help. The problem is, it's changing so fast. <laughs> It so. is. It is. It is changing really fast. We've had, you know, the shelter in place, I think, was uh, necessary um, because one of the things we have more common now than we used to is multi-generational homes. So these kids, young kids going to school, they may be carrying it around and they're asymptomatic because fortunately this doesn't affect children. But they're going home to grandparents in their home that may be very susceptible. So it's important that they close the schools and, and try to stop the spreading of this from the kids to the adults. Um, but at the same time, you know, people need groceries. 
people are in the middle of home transactions. People are trying to even just uh, get to doctor appointments. I know my granddaughter had a non-essential doctor appointment. It was physical therapy, so that appointment was canceled. However, if she were sick, they have actually, uh, at her doctor's office, they've, well, baby care is in the morning and sick babies come in the afternoon. So there's, you know, and why haven't they always done that? That some of these things are, are common sense things that maybe should have been done all along, and hopefully that changes as we move forward with some of those things. It's putting things in perspective. Yeah, because washing your hands should have been all the time. When you say putting things in perspective, that is what could be the positive effect mm -hmm. uh, of this shelter in place. It'll make us appreciate our home again. And I remember after another global disaster, 9-11, back in 2001, yep. people were in shock. People were mourning and grieving. But the one thing that it brought everybody back was home. Yep. It, it, uh, I remember my, when I heard about it on the radio as I was driving somewhere, my first thought is, I want to get home. Yep. Yeah, it drives really drives community. And it wants people, everybody wants to stay home. And it gets, you know, you get to know your neighbor again. I had, a, yeah. I had friends who were actually, you know, you're supposed to say so far apart. So one guy went and dropped a beer on six neighbors' doors, and they all came outside um, and stayed, like, in front of their homes and chatted with beer. <laughs> Yelling at one another? They, wow. had to get, they had to talk pretty loudly. <laughs> I, I just think that, you know, when I, when I first, you know, it, it's, as humans, fear is, like, the easiest thing to come to our emotions, right? Mm -hmm. Then is is sadness and then anger, right? When you hear something like the stay-at-home order, um, the reality of it is is that it's not. They're asking you to use to be social responsible. The quicker this disease or parasite or virus passes, the faster we can get things back in order. And the fact is is that it was. It came so swiftly from such an abroad area to just impact Fresno, right? Mm -hmm. Los Angeles, the West Coast, New York, Washington, all these areas. It kind of shows you how information and people travel in, in segments. So <clears throat> what they're just trying to do is just for just two weeks, relax, clean your house, cut your front yard, go out and get some breathers, right? Go out and relax, mm -hmm. but it's going to pass. And no, the world's not coming to an end and the market's not crashing because it's two weeks. You just got granted a two-week vacation. And there are subsidies coming out. The government's doing things to help those that have been impacted financially to kind of get around it. I mean, we even talked about this when we were on break. Banks are making adjustments to work with individuals who have been truly impacted mm -hmm. by this. So I think, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel is the faster that people get off of the beaches Restaurants, I know restaurant industry is hurting right now because they, they cannot open their doors. It's takeout only. But the reality of it is making people not, I don't want to use the way change their view business, but put some things in perspective where they have to grow, right? Mm -hmm. Individually and mm -hmm. cut your front yard. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing some of y'all out there shaggy. It's not hey. an excuse. Earlier, I mentioned I have some stats that yeah. I just ran last night. And this is from the Fresno Multiple Listing Service. And I used to do this on a monthly basis to, mm -hmm. to check stats. I'm now doing it daily <laughs> because I'm thinking, okay, this whole thing just started 10, 11 days ago. Right. 
something like that. So how is the market impacted? As of yet, this is what's called the 24-hour market watch. So last night I ran stats for just the previous 24 hours, and we're 10 days into this uh, pandemic. There were 50 solds. That's a healthy amount. Now, somebody might say, okay, but that was momentum because that sold started 45 days ago. Okay. I'll buy that argument. Okay. But let's go to a stat here that's a 24 to 48-hour thing, and that's going into escrow. Right. We call them pendings. Pendings were 51. Nice. Yes. For, yeah. And that is, once again, a very healthy amount. And you might say, okay, well, that was just yesterday. Well, on Wednesday, I ran it. Pendings were at 45. And then I ran it on Monday, the 16th. They were at 72. Now, you might say that every Monday is going to be an aberration because right. you've got Saturday, Sunday, and Mondays. Correct. Yeah. So that's going to be high. But if you were to multiply that by the um, that average we're on pace for another really good month. I mean, that shows you what's being done. Let me tell you what it doesn't say. So yesterday, I had this group chat on Zoom with, mm -hmm. with a lot of uh, other agents from different brokerages, friends, mutual friends, and, and new colleagues that we we're barely getting to know. We all kind of huddled last night. We called it the happy hour. I was drinking kombucha because I'm a hipster. <laughs> But the reality of it, oh, my wife said stop using that word, but anyhow, <laughs> we were talking to one of the agents and two agents said, hey, I saw your card at that house on whatever, whatever address, All right? I'm not going to plug the address. And he said, you saw your card there. And the guy said, really? I just opened up escrow on that. He's like, oh, wow. When I showed it, I asked the agent if they had any offers. She said she had 12 offers, mind you, 48 hours on the market. Right. That agent said, Really? About time I got to the counter phase, we were at 17 offers. We're still in a very, I mean, one house, 17 offers. Wow. We're still considered, would you agree on this one, Don? You're the numbers guy. Would you say we still have low inventory? Yes. Not enough housing in yes. the Central Valley for purchase? Yeah, it, but uh, there's a good reason for it. And that's the rest of the stats. Oh, I'll let did, you go. But did, but did you finish your point? Because the point is, is that there are active buyers out there that are yep. looking at properties, whether it be in person or online with their agent, you know, using the agents. Uh, Fresno MLS gives us IDX feed, right? Which is basically the link to see the photos. But there are active buyers out there. Mm -hmm. And business is, I wouldn't say is that business as usual. 17 offers. And this isn't a very, this wasn't an investment property. This was a first time perfect identical or perfect property for a first time home buyer or family. The reason realtors are resilient. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so is our market. And so are our people. Yeah. And our people. Yeah. So we will figure out a way. Yep. So it's not business as usual because, uh, I mean, my dog will be the first one to tell you something's going on here. <laughs> Why are they home so much? Right? Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're in my space. Yeah, quit telling me to. <laughs> my dog's upset at me because I keep telling him to be quiet. Yeah. Quit barking. <laughs> but um, so here, as far as inventory, so the 24-hour market watch from last night,
said 60 new listings, I'm sorry, 70 new listings went on the market in 24 hours. On Wednesday, that same 24-hour market watch was 53, and on Monday, it was 60. So still a healthy amount. And I know I can see Isaac's look in his face. He goes, now if Don's the numbers guy, how come we only have we don't have it every day. We just have Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Oh no, no, no! I wasn't thinking that. Oh well, Maybe here's the reason why. I'm not used to doing <laughs> daily stats, so I forgot on Tuesday and Thursday. <laughs> no, I mean, but you know, you're you're definitely keeping people informed, especially for this radio show. It's 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 if you didn't know, now you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah the market's still um, there. The need is still there. Right. You know, oh, maybe if. Um, well, the travel industry is really hurting, mm-hmm. but the food industry, uh, other than restaurants, but grocery stores, yeah. thriving, thriving. Yeah. Manufacturers of, of groceries and supplies and things. Toilet right? paper. Toilet paper. They're <laughs> thriving. Well, we need housing too. Yeah, we do. Absolutely. And this is the time. It's spring <clears throat> and people get ready for their off times, which now they have a longer off time. So we're going to be able to see maybe even more activity than we've seen in the past because now school's school's already out versus waiting until the end of May. And and there's so much financial assistance, so many financial assistance right. options to help somebody buy that first home. Right. Mm-hmm. If they're on the fence and they're like, you know what, we want to hunker down and and have a home of our own, and we're you know we want to stop renting. There are so many programs out there that are just yeah Now's asking consumers like, please try this as your first option. And they're in the benefit of the consumer. So there's those programs are still here. Right. Well, we are going to our next commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio because we have a lot more information on the issues that we're going through right now. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And here in the studio is Isaac Ramirez and Julie Fulcher from EX, excuse me, EXP. EXP. Uh, say the whole thing, Isaac. So I am with the Isaac Ramirez company brokered by EXP Realty, and Julie Fulcher is with EXP Realty. All right. He brought me there. Yeah. It's, it's all his fault. <laughs> Speaking of fault... Um, <laughs> We'll you blame know, Isaac for everything. <laughs> I'll take the blame. I'll take that cough too. Ooh. All right. Um, one of the reasons I'm president this year is a couple of years ago when I thought about running for president of the association, Isaac called up and says, I want to be your campaign manager. Nice. And it's because he's wearing a Dodger hat right now, <laughs> and I'm wearing a Dodger sweatshirt. You guys are killing hey, me. I got the, the American Dream right here, Clovis Surfco. Oh, it. yeah. One of these shirts. Oh, yeah. This is... But Isaac came up, he found this picture on my Facebook page of me playing catch with my nephews, but I was pitching. So I was right in the middle of a windup. He got that picture, and what'd you put on there? Um, we, we, we did something good. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something that was fun, and it was a play of words to vote for yeah. him. You said, I've been pitching no hitters yeah, since. Yeah, pitching no hitters since. The yeah. only thing is... He got the year wrong, and you made me older than I really oh, am. Oh, so sorry. Oh, what? <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> Means I've been just selling real estate back in high school. So well, right. you know oh, what? okay. You are the oracle for a lot of things, especially <laughs> these numbers that you have the stats. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of stats, let me give you this. This is 
active listings in Fresno County as of yesterday, 1,135. That's so low. Yeah. That's so low. There's 500,000 people in Fresno. Yeah. (laughs) It's so low, but it's it's also normally low. I mean, that's what we've been getting used to. Mm -hmm. Right. So that tells me that not a lot is going off the market except for the pendings. Yeah. In yesterday, there were 1,191 pendings. Now, that's more than active listings. Right. So there's, as you drive around town and you see a sign out there, that means over half of them are in escrow. Right, mm-hmm. right. Now, well, here, and it says, it <clears throat> says too that those are, the 1135 are fairly, you know, the pendings, the listings are replacing the pendings. So the, the market is moving. That's a good point. It's replenishing itself. Yes. Um, so I was wondering, what about people being fearful and taking mm-hmm. their home off the market? Well, we have three different categories for that. There's a temporary hold right. where they can do it for one day or, or one month. Uh, there's withdrawn where they're still under contract, but they're withdrawing it from the market. And then there's canceled. Well, here's... And I I didn't feel it would be wise to just do it for one day. So I went back and said, okay, give me these numbers for a seven-day period of time. Temporary holds were 19, withdrawn 16, and canceled 17. That's nothing compared to the amount of listings. And we're even low on listings, and still that number is, Mm -hmm. is not much. What's your take on that? Well, I see that as being actually pretty normal without a pandemic in place. So what I see is um, people are resilient. Like like Isaac was saying earlier, um, people are going to get through this. There may have been um, a scare initially, um, but I think that people have um, gotten that fear under control and now they're back to business as usual. I, I would agree. I would say that once again, this uh, COVID <clears throat> D issue or the COVID-19 is, is, is gonna, is gonna pass. And, you know, as long as we all take the precautions that we're supposed to with respect to just, you know, just don't go out and try to gather in big groups and just be cautious, you know, keep, keep a good little distance and, uh, wash your hands and don't touch your face. I mean, yeah, we can continue doing that. It's going to continue to be okay because I think people are looking for the worst. Well, what's going to happen if this thing goes out three months, four months, five months, you know, I don't want to be you know, in considerate to other states, but this isn't a hurricane. This isn't a flood. The house is still going to be there. Mm-hmm. This isn't, you know, I know we had the fire um, issue occur in California. Mm-hmm. We, we Every year we seem like we have a big issue with that. But I'll tell you like this, these homes are still standing and they still require families to live in there. As long as that's in place, there'll always be real estate being bought and sold. We need a, we need a place to quarantine ourselves in yeah. right. you see yourself <laughs> right, quarantine right. here <laughs> yeah you know. that is the big joke going yeah, around real is, estate or is. um um it, it's a closing line for real estate agents to use on their buyer well can you picture yourself being quarantined in this home <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean yeah I had, I had a client send that to me it was pretty funny yeah yeah hey but we we're not sp- being insensitive but we're just saying hey listen just mm. just you know make the light of it do your best not to go out and, you know, go, well, thank God they shut down the bars and, you know, nightclubs. Not saying thank God, but I'm just saying, hey, 
Just keep the distance for right now. Let this okay. thing blow over. Keep the distance. So, yeah, and you're right. We're not being insensitive. Right. Sometimes it's okay to laugh and um, take things a little lighthearted for a moment. Yeah, yeah uh, you have to make light of some situations. I think what some of these people may be finding is their house is too small. Now they're home with the kids, <laughs> and they have to be there all day. We're going to come out needing more houses because these people don't want to stay in that home all day. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's brainstorm, the three of us now, mm-hmm. for the benefit of buyers and sellers out there. How do we conduct business today, tomorrow? Uh, is it business as usual where you go out, shake hands, and say, let's go see the house, and right. seller says, sure, come on in? Right. Is it business as or, or how, how should we do it? Well, I have a lot of tips that we've been <laughs> using. But yeah, I think, um, I think it's important um, for people to know real estate generally and what our original topic was going to be was real estate as a as a career which obviously got shifted by the state of the world mm-hmm. um but the greatest thing about our job is we can do it remotely um i can be sitting on a beach somewhere which obviously we're not supposed to do right now and i can still write an offer on a house um so as far as we go that's still happening but i think we have to just do more responsible things and and Every house, regardless of the price now, has to have video, maybe some Matterport, maybe some 3D, so that people can truly shop for that home online and and really check out and be sure that those people, that that house really fits that buyer before you actually take them to see it. Have sanitizer at the door, mm-hmm. Have be sure people are washing their hands. Booties. Booties, uh, you know, all the things, you know, that we just need to be more diligent about, not that we weren't doing them before. Mm-hmm. So one, one of the agents I spoke to said, hey, listen, um, since open houses should be kind of, even though we're a central part of the business and open houses are a great way to highlight somebody's home, um, they are doing, if you were to set up a showing within, you know, so many minutes apart, right, 15, 20 minutes apart from each showing, we're trying to schedule things out. So like, for example, a Saturday, we'll start at 9 a.m., but every appointment's going to be 9, 9.30, 10, 10.30, after that showing, uh, they offered this company that will go in and sanitize the home, wipe down doorknobs, kind of give it a little freshener up. Um, if you're thinking of selling your home, find a company that can provide that for you, not necessarily a real estate agent, but a cleaning company. So that's one option that we've been exploring wait, with our clients. Wait, let me make sure I got that right, I, which means I kind of like that idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> in a way, it's an open house, mm-hmm. but it's by appointment there's distance and you have a time them. slot yeah and in between each one a cleaning crew goes in and well no the cleaning the cleaning crew is going to go in and and sanitize the doorknobs and hands yes they're going to be there kind of on site per se for those three hours four hour block to get mm-hmm. it in um so that's one of the things that we're we're, we're talking to agents about and consumers uh the next thing is you know take as many Photos is possible mm-hmm. to tell the story of your home. Now, I know sometimes photos could be a little daunting with respect to like swiping or whatnot, uh, but there are technologies out there that does that do give somewhat of a virtual tour or um, enact, you know, these apps. I'll give you one app. It's called Google Hangout. Google Hangout is if you don't have a like, let's say if you have an Android, I have an iPhone. We could communicate with each other with that app, right? Google Hangout. The next thing is Zoom. We could do a virtual walkthrough tour. If I'm going to be at the house and you're going to be home, I could walk through the home, kind of show you the little nooks and crannies <clears> of it. <throat> the next thing is Home Depot offers, um, they're the only one, so I have to I have to say, they offer a floor plan 
um, kind of, you know, system where they'll measure different closets and whatnot to provide that. So we're, we're asking, you know, our sellers to consider putting that on there. Um, and then the next thing would be um, outside of those things, you know, using um, FaceTime or video. So if you can't afford a Matterport or your agent may not provide one, um, doesn't mean you shouldn't work with that agent. It's just that it is, these are just additional services uh, that you can work with these agents on. So usually right now, every agent should have, because our MLS provides it, an IDX feed, a website where you could kind of have these conversations online with your clients. And then if that's the home for you, make that offer with your agent. They could they could write it. How and about have digital signatures now? Yeah, yeah. How about since you haven't gone into the home, do you still advise that at some point during the escrow, they actually go in there? So always, you always want to inspect it. Um, if, if you have to wear a mask during these times, feel free to do so. There's nothing wrong with that. You're having a private showing. So if that's something that they want to take as precautions just to view the home in person, um, they could do so. They could even do that before they write the offer. Even though we're, we're staying at home, we're not going to go see. I'm asking everybody, let's not go look at 30 homes. There's not even 30 homes on the market that's in this area. There's probably going to be four. Let's in pick their your price best. range. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's, pick, let's pick the best two that you know you can see yourself living there. And let's go view those in person at our lot at times. Right. And take the precautions of the hand sanitizer. I, you saw me when we first came in. I joked around. I brought, I brought a thing of Lysol. I mean, I carry that because I do show homes still. And I do take the safety measures. Um, doing it now. Am I running around home after home? No, absolutely not. I'm just taking the safety measures mm-hmm. to make okay. sure everybody's protected in our industry. So, Julie, how would you like it if on one of your listings, um, you know that I didn't show it, but all of a sudden you get an offer from me, and it says, "Here's our offer. We'll buy the house, 45 day escrow, whatever." But it's contingent upon a physical inspection of the property within 10 days. That normally we don't like that. Right. But what what do you think now? I think um, that's fair. And I think every every seller should consider that offer. However, I'm not giving you 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> you might get three. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. But um, no, I think it's fair enough. And I think, honestly, the sellers will appreciate that. You're a tough negotiator. I, <laughs> you know that? <laughs> I, that's what we do for a living, Don. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm, not, I'm not pulling that house off the market for 10 days for somebody that feels they have to see it before they buy it and, and take and educate your client like to ensure that that is something that they want right. i mean if they've been in a model like that before if they've seen this home before and, and they're strong mm-hmm. write that letter explain what you're trying to do i mean all hands on deck right now with respect to this particular time you know, it isn't always going to be like this and it's it's happened even before coronavirus um you know you have people who are getting relocated from Ohio or wherever oh, yeah, we've and they buy state. houses sight unseen it happens all the time so for that to be a reason to to reject an offer that's not a good reason yeah I mean even if you saw it you still have to have a you still recommend you to get a home inspection the pest termite inspection uh, roof inspection plumbing inspection and guess what if you're getting a loan you need an appraisal mm-hmm. so there's a lot of eyes and hands that are going to go through this property to ensure that it is up to standard for what a buyer expects for the price point, right? Because mm-hmm. everything is as is in California. Yeah, absolutely. I think we got to remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, with respect to the conversation you have with the seller based on the items you find, you can go and ask. It's simply a request, not necessarily a demand. Mm-hmm. So three weeks, three months ago, 
would you have rejected, and I know it's not your decision, it's right. the client's, but right. would you have recommended to your client not to take this offer because they haven't even seen the home? So three weeks, three months ago, would that have been the case? And where I'm going with this, I'm wanting to see, does our thinking have to change? Right, right. Um, I don't think, it. you know, it depends. And that's true of almost every answer we give, right? Mm-hmm. Um that's you what know. makes us good realtors. <laughs> <laughs> it all depends. So, you know, um, if there's a lot of competing offers, I'm probably going to take one of somebody that has seen the house. Mm-hmm. If um, if they haven't seen it, but they uh, they know the model, they're familiar with the area, they know exactly what they want in the house. You know, it every, everything gives it makes it me give a different answer. Um, a lot of variables. Yeah, there's there are so many different things going on with every house that just having not seen it by itself would probably not be the defining answer for that. Mm-hmm. Okay. With that, we have to go to our next commercial break. Hey, you got bailed out, Julie. Thanks. <laughs> We're going to our commercial break. Stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio. Thank you. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino. And I thought about changing the bumper music this week, but it's like, no, we're sticking with it. This is good stuff. Yeah. You're ready to dance to all of them. Yeah, thanks for whoever did that. Yeah, I don't know who put that music together. That wasn't you, Don. It it was Bobby. Thank you, Bobby. the, The guy behind the glass wall. Bobby's the man. Yeah. That's right. So... We are fortunate as a realtor organization to have a lot of resources, such as the California Association of Realtors that supplies us with standard forms. In response to all this, they came out with a form this week called the Coronavirus Addendum Slash Amendment. Let's talk about that. And by the way, this is not a form that has to be used. It's a form that can be used. And if I could preface it with this, and then you guys give me your opinion as to like when it should be used, but I I think an example would be, we don't know if there could be delays. So let's say you're in a 30-day escrow, and on day 27, the lender says, hey, we can't get a verification of employment because the guys, everybody's working remotely, and we're going to need a one-week extension. Not the fault of the buyer, but, you know, seller could just say, hey, tough luck. I'm canceling after the 30 days. Here's your notice or demand to close escrow. If you don't perform, going to cancel. This is an agreement up front saying, hey, um, in the event of unforeseen delays caused by the coronavirus, we will agree in advance to mutually extend for X amount of days. Right. What, and your take on this. It, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Don, um, especially if you're at the 27th day, I'd rather continue to work with that buyer um, because they are that far in. And if their only holdup is a verification of employment, which I think right now, realistically, that's going to happen. I think the one thing that we are going to see is that we're going to have to write in longer escrow periods. That's, that's the one thing I think we all know and realize. Um, but that was also coming... Mm-hmm 
because the refi boom was taking up all the appraisers and getting in, you know, getting in the way of all the purchases. So it was something that was going to happen anyway. I think that if it's legitimately coronavirus related, we all need to have some grace. It's something that we would want to happen for ourselves if that were the case. And so many times if somebody's selling a home, they're also buying a home. So as long as everybody can cooperate, it takes the coordination of a lot of people, um, multiple buyers and sellers and agents. So as long as we have very open communication and continue to do our jobs the way we should, we should be able to save every deal. Yeah, I mean, teamwork makes the dream work. Yep. Oh, I like that. Did you come up with that yourself? It's a Dodger slogan. (laughs) No way. (laughs) Julie, I take it you're not a Dodger fan. I am not. I'm a Giants uh, fan. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, there's a here's another scenario that could happen. Um, a buyer is in escrow, works in an industry where they may face a layoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 21 days has passed. They remove their loan contingency because the loan is approved. But then the buyer gets laid off. And now is subject to losing their deposit, which may be 5,000 bucks right. or, or even more. Yeah, I've seen pretty significant deposits before. Yeah. So there, on this form, there is something that the buyer and seller can have grace, as you put it, mm-hmm. and say, okay, even though you signed or removed the loan contingency, if you lose your job, due to the coronavirus and you no longer qualify, um, you will get the deposit back. Right. I think it's a great... Uh, I, it's the right thing to do. Yeah, it is. And I think that this addendum moving forward is consumer conscience, but it's being upfront with both sides to say, during any type of market, during any type of transaction, you have to understand the environment behind it. And for consumers that are sellers to understand... Is the market crashing? Absolutely not. The statistics show otherwise. Multiple offers show otherwise. That agent that went up to 17 offers did go above ask by $10,000 to get the property. So as sellers, don't be in fear that this is the only buyer you're going to have. And, you know, quite frankly, that, you know, you're going to, the market's going to drop and this guy's going to walk away. It's just to understand and in, in us as real tours, right, being real estate professionals, to help our clients navigate it on both sides that this addendum is just being clearly upfront saying, Hey, this could happen. And if anything, I think it's, it's, it's the right play that we should all enact. I think it's important too, for uh, us realtors, and we should always do this for our clients. Anyway, um, we do have still multiple offer situations and we need to be diligent in creating a backup list instead of Mm -hmm. rejecting everybody that didn't get the house. Very good point. Yeah, yeah. So, so this way, if this does happen, God forbid, to, to any your first place buyer, you don't have to go back on the market. You go call the backup buyer yeah. and maybe the next backup buyer and the next backup buyer. And the good and thing for people help. that don't know, if it was an FHA appraisal, that FHA appraisal can be transferred to the new buyer. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to go out and get another right. appraisal on the property. If it's VA and conventional, you do. But FHA does have that benefit. So there's a change in our thinking that we might make, and that is it's not so bad to be a backup buyer. Oh, right. no, not at all. <laughs> Just have it in writing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I did a video on this. 
Yeah. <laughs> Verbal is not backup. Correct. It has to be in writing and you have to know the position. It even tells you your first, second, 12th. Right. Mm-hmm. Understand the position. Yeah, and there's a form for that. There's yes. a form for that. <laughs> Everything should always be in writing. But I think that you know, for consumers to understand we are moving quickly, we are moving diligently, and we are looking out for the benefit of our consumers. However, interest rates- That's why been, you want to work with oh, a realtor. <laughs> yeah. That's without a doubt. You need that. Just imagine if this was not saying for sale by owners are bad, but this could be argued in any situation in court. I mean- Oh, yeah. You know- so the realtor organization does have the forms to protect everybody. The consumers, right. yeah. Always always work with the realtor. Quick question. Interest rates, what have you seen them do this past week? So they're pretty stable. Um, even though, you know, everybody heard the zero interest rate and thought that they were all going to go out and buy houses without interest. Um, that's not the case. And you, you mentioned earlier um, in the show. Um, but interest rates are still at an all-time low. We didn't think they could get any lower from a few years ago when they were at 5%. And now you're seeing things even at three, three and three quarters. It's phenomenal. I have some stats. Okay. Go for it. Hit us with it. Okay. Go. So according to the 1980s, the average interest rate was 8.86%. Actually, that's in the 70s. 1980s, the rates jumped up to 12.7%. In the 90s, they decreased down to 8.12%. So eight and an eighth. And then in the 2000s, this is dot-com era crash when we thought Y2K was going to wipe us all out of the face of the earth, (laughs) 6.29%. And then in the 2000s, the rates dropped to 4.07%. And as of today, we're still lingering around 35 to 4%. So when people tell me, oh, my God, 4%, that's high, I'm like, okay. Good I info. compared to what? But let's look at the stats. <laughs> right. Yeah. And everybody knows I entered the, I became a loan officer back when interest rates were at 17 and a half. I that was a my great parents, career move. Oh my gosh. I remember my parents buying at that rate and you had to have the down payment money and there were no options. Like how are you ever going to buy a house? Mm-hmm. Now there's grants for your down payment. There's sellers willing to give you closing cost credits and you can buy at three and a half percent. What is stopping you from buying a house? Three and a half. There's programs even out there for 1%. I mean, we are here to help. There is opportunity for consumers to still continue it's, to, it's to, l- to live buy. the American dream. Yeah, it's easier it. to buy than rent. All right. What do you want? And we'll start with Julie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ladies first. Always. Okay. So what do you want the, our listeners to remember most about our conversation today? I think the most important thing is for people to remember this is going to pass. This is not a forever situation. This is an opportunity for you to reconnect with your family. This is an opportunity for you to um, make diligent decisions. And this is an opportunity for you to get a good home at a great price. Thank you, Isaac. She said it best. I agree with everything she said. (laughs) Thank you, Isaac. Yeah, you're a smart man. Well, I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today. And um, hopefully this put some calm in the market and thank you all for tuning in we're going to have more next week so stay tuned thank you very much thank you don thank you